0: When the world has got you down
1: Alzheimer's sucks. It's an equal opportunity disease that chips away at everything we hold dear. And to date, there's no cure. So until there is, we continue to fight with the most powerful tool in our arsenal. Love. This is Love Conquers Alls. A real and really positive podcast that takes a deep dive into everything Alzheimer's. The good, the bad, and everything in between. And now, here are your hosts, Susie Singer Carter and me, Don Freese.
0: Hello, everybody. I'm Susie Singer Carter.
1: And I'm Don Freese. And this is Love Conquers Alls. Hello, Susan.
0: Hello, Donald. What's, We're having technical happened? difficulties today. We have
1: been. We've got gremlins. We have gremlins in we our do. system. So What's going we'll be, on?
0: It's I don't all know. because you. It's all because you had to move locations. I
1: know this is not my normal location. My uh, my where you've seen me every. Oh, I think everything but but one episode uh, it will no longer be. We've moved uh, our offices, and therefore, starting next time you see me, I'll be in a different location. But for right now, I'm in uh, a secret location, which is also known as my bedroom.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> which, which, I, are, which is a lot of people's secret location. Yeah,
1: I guess so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which yeah, wasn't yeah. so secret, but um, no. So but, a little bit different uh, look and sound today, but you know, same fabulous same content. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so anything and, new? Um,
0: I, and once again, I just want to say, I want to do a shout out to our other podcast that we are so proud of, which is I love Lucifer. If you like comedy horror or if you just like to laugh, it's like a bridesmaids meets American Werewolf in London. It's two B movie stars who fight movie monsters by day and real monsters at night. And um, and it's girl power and it's funny and our, our acting ensemble is incredible. We have over 35 actors and all started in COVID and we will be featured on Stitcher's homepage this coming week on for their spooky creepy true crime uh week we're not we're not really true crime because it's really fantasy but it's re (laughs) it's not real but it's it's not true but it's real as, as right. Don would say, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know why I say that because it's not real either. I don't
0: know either. We're just trying but to fit it, in.
1: <laughs> well, it's real funny and it's real scary, so I guess it's real.
0: Yeah, so in, enjoy it. If you have watched The Witcher or Industry on HBO, uh, Adam Levy is our lead and he's phenomenal and you will, he will, you'll be mesmerized by him because he's so charming and so delightful and hilarious and wry and, you know, he's British, so... Yeah. What more do I need to say? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Susie stars as uh, one of the leads also. And uh, she's I amazing do. in it, along with Don Marie Ferrara and so many more. It's just, it's right. fun. So just check it out. It's on all the platforms.
0: We have a great guest, Don. I followed this woman now for, you know, in our community on Instagram. And I was like, okay, she's, a, she's an Alzheimer's daughter, like me, Alzheimer's daughter's it's not for the weak at heart, okay? Tell us about her, Dawn.
1: Well, Jennifer Fink is not only the daughter, she's also the granddaughter and great-granddaughter of women who have suffered from Alzheimer's or other cognitive impairment. Looking for answers on how not to become the fourth generation with this problem while also seeking ways to connect better with her mother has led her on an interesting journey with her new passion, which is podcasting. Uh, After the death of her father, caring for her mother uh, became a much bigger part of her life. So Jennifer decided she would create a supportive podcast that caregivers of Alzheimer's patients need and deserve. And from that sprung, fading memories. And we can't wait to hear more about it. So let's say hello to Jennifer Fink. Hello, Jennifer.
0: Hi, thanks for having me today. Thanks for having us have you. We're excited. So excited. And I'm not kidding. I've been following you, you know, since I started. And you know, I, I get to I get to see like how we all get to bring different different information, different perspectives. Even though we're all it's very we're all connected, and um, I I'm I love I love that I get to have you on our show now. It's going to be it's I'm excited about it, and um, and the fact that you've gone through, like Don just mentioned, you are the fourth generation. You know following uh, dementia alzheimer's and i'm with you i want to avoid it like the, like no other and i am i am on that journey with you and i want i'm a i am going to i'm a warrior as well and we need to figure out how to how to circumvent this and, and fast because <laughs> it's yeah. I like i don't have time to fool around here guys you know uh, tell me a little bit about your, your mom. What is the journey that you have been on so far?
2: Well, my mom probably had Alzheimer's for 20 years, possibly longer, because she wasn't officially diagnosed until she was 69 and a half. And that was mostly because she resisted doing some of the testing. And by the time they were, she was, quote, officially diagnosed, the rest of us were like, yeah, tell us something we don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's <laughs> like, I don't need a diagnosis because by that point, It was bad. I mean, she was like definitely in the middle stages. We had a photography studio and one hour film processing business from 1990 to 2005. And in that time, I had to start in a clandestine way supervising her because I would find more and more orders that she would take from clients with no directions, no due dates, no nothing. And it was like, okay, this is really embarrassing to have to call up Susie and say, oh, yeah, I'm not really sure what my mom meant by this here. Uh, you know, like you try to make up like yep. some excuse, not instead of, I think my mom's losing her mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think my mom's and going crazy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Like, I'm not sure what their problem is. But then there was one day, because my mom did a lot of the retouching on portraits. I did the photography. She did the retouching. We had employees. And one day I pick up the phone, it's a really good client, never ever heard a, you know, unpleasant word coming out of her mouth, and she dropped so many F-bombs, I was like, oh my God, what the hell is going, she was so frustrated with my mom, it was just like, and I'm thinking, this one was a really good client, what the heck, you know, she's ordering like, you know, substantial amount of money in portraits, like what, what the hell, mom, and so I, that point I was like, I gotta like pay attention to what she's doing and saying to people. And basically I always have to know what somebody's asked her to do or what she's told somebody she would do. That way I don't get somebody dropping F-bombs on me on the phone. I mean, I was shocked. Right,
0: right, right, yeah. She was,
2: she was a local realtor and it's just, I mean, I'd never heard her swear. Right. And so to hear that particular language is
0: like. Wow. <laughs> I can't get yeah. it. My metaphor for dementia is Benjamin Button and I, the, and I really feel like, you know, like I have a two-year-old, almost a two-year-old granddaughter right now. And I, I, you know, I say that they're crossing, you know, they're crossing the road, they're passing each other. How you doing? And my, my, you know, Eden, my little one is getting more abilities as my mom's losing her skills. Okay. And so with that, what, what's, what's, what's so familiar between the two of them are similar is that they both have no social filters that's
2: true i had a gal on recently that show hasn't aired yet and she was talking about the now and then photos because my mom thought i was her best friend which totally fine i mean like sure could be worse right? right right um and i know a lot of people get really devastated when their parent forgets the relationship which I understand to a point, but not having actually felt that way, it, to me is it's, it's like there are bigger things to get upset about. I think, Mm -hmm. I don't know. That sounds really harsh. I had lost a hundred pounds. So I knew that what my, the person my mother saw in front of her, wasn't the person that was in her Mm -hmm. memory because what I saw in the mirror, wasn't the person that was in my memory. So like I would look in the mirror and think, holy Toledo, or I'd see old photo and a new photo they would be like, whoa, you know, because obviously it took me a couple of years to lose that much weight. Good and on so you, though. She- that's
0: amazing. Good <laughs> for you.
1: Yeah, the fact that you replaced, you know, daughter with best friend, that's not terrible.
2: The only challenge that being her best friend was is that we're not necessarily a huggy, you know, uh, physically touchy-touchy family. And so there was definitely this formal, this formality barrier. Mm. You know, like I... I would try to give her a hug and it just was awkward yeah (laughs) interesting because my
0: friend a a friend of mine i'll I'll do a shout out to my friend monique because she'll probably be listening to this and she's really the the uh motivation for our topic today which is which is hygiene and i know it sounds so you know if if you don't if you haven't been in this community for a while you would think wow that's kind of boring but it really isn't because when you're when when a family when a loved one who has dementia or Alzheimer starts to really you know get into their disease, that's the first one of the first things to go, and they're in denial about it, right? So and my yep. my girlfriend is experienced that with her father right now, and and what made me think of it is that she also was sharing with me that her father thinks she's one of his ex girlfriends. <laughs> Which is, an awkward, which is an awkward thing to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, it was interesting when she asked me, she goes, do you have a podcast on hygiene? And I said, I don't. I don't think, I don't, I don't even remember touching on it, honestly. And, you know, maybe because it's not that glamorous and people don't really want to talk about, you know, but I think, it, I, I really think it's important because, you know, one of the things that we all deal with is, is there a lot of people that go through, dementia in the beginning, get... They forget that they haven't bathed. They forget that they haven't brushed their teeth. They forget that they haven't changed their clothes. And more than that, they get obstinate. It's like, how dare you? (laughs) Of course, I shower every day. How dare you? And it's like, well, you do, but today you forgot and it's been a week right (laughs) and so how do we do what jennifer give us some like you know give us some of your sage advice or what you've learned along the way because i know my friend monique is going through this right now with her dad he hasn't changed his clothes he doesn't want to change his clothes he doesn't want to shower he doesn't want to hear about it so what can we do
2: well i have an answer for that but i'm going to start with a story okay so my mom lived in a memory care residence and I would go visit once a week and I the next day after a visit with my mom where I I took her out a lot to go to the park and places where we could watch she could watch kids. And I got in my car to go to the gym. That was, you know, back in the old days, the before times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> before the pandemic, before the Peloton. Yes. And I got in my car and I'm like why does my car smell like old lady nursing home? It's
0: bleh. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds really gross, but it's so familiar when you say that old lady. (laughs) Everyone knows that, right? We all know what that is.
2: So I went back to the care home the next week and I said, is mom giving you trouble with showering or with changing clothes? And she said, oh yes, and and showering too. And what I had found out in that conversation was they had switched my mom to afternoon showers. And I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. Back to mornings. I, I realized why you get it. my mom, you know, she would, you know, like get up breakfast, do some chores. Us girls would go to school. Mom would take a shower probably before lunch. You know, that was her routine. So I said, you got to move her back to the morning. And what most of us don't realize and i'm not really sure why and you we're all in california so we're just all gonna have to embrace this real soon if it doesn't rain this year is we don't need to shower every single day unless you get actually dirty or actually sweaty like i work out almost every day so i probably do need to shower every day i might be able to use the rinseless wipes but we're not going there yet (laughs) so that's the first thing is they, and it's actually not really great for their skin as they're aging to shower them every day. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's good to know. So Since, take note on that, everybody, because that's yeah. good to know. The only thing is, is that they are, if they aren't mobile, you know, then they, they kind of need to be cleansed in, you know, because they're sitting a lot and they're sitting in their own, you know, excretions. So. Yeah. We got to get yeah, real, you guys. One... We got to get real. We got to talk about it.
2: <laughs> well, see, my mom was pretty good... Um, she didn't need the depends until the last year of her life. And when she was with me, we never had an issue with like bowel movement. So she still had enough sensation and control. It was just like, where is the bathroom? And dear Lord, taking her into a public restroom was a freaking nightmare because, you know, just muscle memory. She'd lock the door on the stall and then, Oh, every time we'd go to the dentist, she'd be like, I need to go to the bathroom. I'm just like, oh, she was so obnoxious about it. I was like, yes, I think everybody around the block just heard that. Thank you.
0: And How many times did I you would, crawl I would, under the stall?
2: <laughs> I, there were times I thought, lady, if I got a shimmy under this friggin' stall to unlock this door, you may just not get allowed in the bathroom. Because I'm like, you know, it was in a dental office, so it was fine, but I'm like, I don't. I don't want to shimmy across the floor. First off, I got crappy knees. Uh Uh-huh. I don't only imagine what she would have thought. Uh Uh-huh. But I tried one time to just hold the, the door closed for her, and she's like, I got it, I got it. She's like, ugh. She was terrible about accepting help, which was one of the reasons that she ended up breaking her leg. Fortunately, I could talk her through getting... She could almost remember how to get it unlocked, but it was probably a minute or two of frustration on both sides of the door. So find those family bathrooms and places that don't have the unisex one room bathroom for everybody. Please make them. Yes. Cause I don't want to shimmy under the, under the stall. Yes. Let's say that again. Just, like I'm if just, anybody's
0: well, listening, like if you're, if you're building bathrooms in a public place, make sure you have these like uh, big stalls and the family ones, because those are so important. You have them for children. Let's have them for our adults that have, dementia and alzheimer's it's so important
2: exactly so the second thing that i learned with with this incident you know she really loved this sweater it was it was bright it was black and bright pink with flowers on it, it was really pretty and somebody said buy five of the same shirt five of the same pants and then the care staff can just switch them out and they won't know that it's different much easier for me. love it that's a did not work for mom because i didn't know where that sweater came from. Couldn't even find one similar. So what I did was I, she went from like a gigantic closet, double hang plus the one in my old bedroom of clothes to like a two foot one swing door closet. So I thought, okay, we've way pared down her stuff. I took out all, I mean, okay, we're in California. So people who are listening in other parts of the country, just deal with it. (laughs) I took out the winter clothes and just left in the, the short sleeve shirts and the, the summer clothes. And then I switched them around probably around Thanksgiving so that it was, you know, more of the sweaters and the long pants and all that stuff so that there was really not that much choice in closet yeah. because we, yeah, you look, I mean, sometimes how many times do we go through our closet and we look and we look and we're like, oh, I have nothing to wear, but there's 50 shirts exactly. and stuff. You know, it's just, sometimes we just, and we default to our favorite. That's what they're doing. So she was not great with showers when she was, in the beginning, she was pretty good. You'd have to remind her and she would do it, but that quickly became needing help. And then it took two people to help, help her because she didn't want help and she was fighting it. One, so we're going back to them aging in reverse. So when you have an infant, you sponge bath them, right? Right and then do you do the little bathing in the sink or the little baby tub thing my daughter's almost 30 so you know we're like scraping the rust off the yeah cell. yeah yeah and then you put them in like a couple of inches of water in the tub and then they eventually graduate to independent showering so now if they're not capable of independent showering you know maybe you can stand outside the shower and encourage I'm hoping as his ex-girlfriend your friend is not being asked to do yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've heard those stories Yikes. oh yeah um, yeah i was very glad i never had to deal with any of that uh-huh. not from my mom or any of the other male residents yeah i did and the, the <laughs> one thing that i've learned oh that's with your mom no no, no. with the male no. residents
0: though no i got i oh, had Lord, i had afraid. i always tell the story i had this one guy who was in love with me named jack who was 95 and he said, I'll just give you the button. He said, We're not going to have sex, are we, Susie? And I go, Nope, no. He goes, Will you scratch my back? I go, I sh- I'll scratch your back. <laughs> as long as that's not a metaphor for something. Yeah, else, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> he really meant it. I was,
1: yeah. like,
0: <laughs> Well, that's good. The back
1: was still the back, yeah.
0: The back was <laughs> still the back. It was just, yeah. It was, it, is, it is, there's a lot of humor to be honed. <laughs>
2: I Definitely embrace the humor because it's either that or you're going to run crying into the parking lot, which I've only did a couple of times. Yes, so. indeed. So anyway, in the, re- in the aging backwards, okay, so they can't independently shower, but maybe you can help them with encouragement. And then you might just have to hand you know hand them the rag and explain what they need to do. And this is what I've just learned recently, that it's not uncommon for the water hitting their skin to feel like needles and be painful And I don't know if you guys are on Twitter, but there's a gal named Janice Swink. She has frontal temporal dementia, which sounds like a horrifying nightmare because she is really aware of everything that's happening to her. She gets hallucinations. She knows they're hallucinations, but they're still terrifying. So thank you, no. (laughs) But she, they redid their master bathroom so that it was safer for her. And prior to that, she, she, she just posts about her life on Twitter, and it's a good thing because she's a huge advocate, but she was saying that she doesn't like to shower anymore, so she washes her hair in the kitchen sink, and she uses rinseless wipes. Okay, rinseless wipes are going to be our friend. But she confirmed that the water hitting the skin is like needles and it's very not comfortable.
0: Wow. Like,
2: I don't know if you guys have ever had one of those crappy shower heads where it just kind of sprays really hard on you. You're like, I don't really like this. I feel like I'm getting kind of (laughs) hosed blasted here. (laughs) Yeah, you know. I went to a spa and had that happen. I
0: had a spa that did that to me once. (laughs) They do this thing where they hose you down. It's like a salt scrub, and then they hose you with a hose. Uh, I literally felt like I was a dog being groomed. But that's a whole other story.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll have to hear that one someday because I'm a total dog person. So I was like, and I literally have blasted her comment all over the Internet because so many people fight with their loved ones over showering. And this is what happened with my mom. You know, she was fighting with the care staff. And they say she reached for her clothes and slipped and broke her legs. Like, <laughs> not my mom. <laughs> no, she went, bam. I mean, you know, no fault of the care staff. I really honestly think we need a complete financial shift, you know, model shift, because it's they're expensive as hell and the staff doesn't get paid worth beans. All of the staff that I knew, like two of the ones that were there the entire time my mom was there, they worked other jobs. And one gal was like in her late forties. She was almost my age. I'm like, how did I like, I can't work 12, 15 hour days. I guess I'm a lazy butt. You know? Like,
1: and, and then, yeah. And then you have somebody who's, you know, basically coming off of an eight hour shift, caring for these people, you know, they're tired. They're, you know, they, they're not, Mentally and physically, and that's not good for anybody, you know, the staff mm-hmm. or the... or the No, so
2: yeah. we need, we need it, we need, like, more hands-on so that they can spend more time and they can do some of these things, like I'm about to explain. So we're, we're aging backwards in our abilities. Now we're not good at independent showering. The other thing that, in talking to Janice and reading her posts, was that... They redid her, their bathroom. So that the grab bars in the shower, it had, you know, the zero threshold, very safe. She used it a couple times. The first time she loved it. The second time was like, I don't like this. I'm not doing this anymore. And I thought the shower in the care home my mom was in was one of those zero threshold white floor walls and ceiling. Now that's boring, right? And it's also like my mom's visual processing was crap. And I can only imagine walking into this like white void and then the water's hitting you. You can't anticipate the water. I mean, can you imagine like you're like in like almost sensory deprivation and then water right in your face or on the back of your head or whatever, or just on your body and it's startling. And, you know, does that sound like a shower you want to do?
1: No. It sounds like prison. So (laughs) I've recently. Yeah. It's like it's.
2: And, you know, they had the little shower seat, which was all medicinal looking. And, it you know, I don't know how you can design them to be prettier, but still safe and You're practical. You're so right. You're so
0: right, Jennifer, because it's, we again, the Benjamin Button theory. It's like we make things attractive, like even, you know, potties for little kids, training potties. We make them cute. We make them pretty. We make them fun. We make them inviting. Why wouldn't we do that? Like, who... It's not like suddenly because you have dementia, you don't have a, an aesthetic memory or, you know, or, and it may, it's not even memory. It's even if you're living moment to moment, that looks exciting. That looks inviting. Mm-hmm. That looks fun. Why not? You're so right. Most kids' toys are bright.
2: There's a lot of contrast, you know, so I think that would have helped my mom.
0: And what about like smells and like aromatherapy and things like that? Like, why not, you know, find out what their past, you know, if it's, if it's, you know, if you're a caregiver and you don't know this person, find out a little bit about what they like. Do they like, you know, a gardenia smell? Do they like jasmine? Do they like, you know, something that actually is attractive, you know, patchouli, whatever, something that makes them feel like a visceral kind of memory of something good.
2: Well, you can use essential oils and aromatherapy to kind of help help set the mood. So if you're if your person is still physically able to assist with the shower, hey first off let's make it a little more attractive. Make it more enjoyable, but if you're also, you know, diffusing an essential oil like of lavender or even eucalyptus helps like clear the sinuses the, you, there's, in the, or a, a citrusy oil, The citrusy oil is going to kind of stimulate, like, they're going to make you more active. Obviously, lavender is going to, like, make you re- relax. Mm-hmm. So you kind of got to figure out which one, which one works better. You don't necessarily want them to relax them too much in the morning, because then if they take a nap, then they're going to be up at night. But one of the things that I have, I, one of my, my upcoming guests who I just recorded with this week is Dr. Jennifer Stetler. And she's Got a a new book coming out this month called The Busy Caregiver's Guide to Advanced Alzheimer's. And one of the things we talked about was actually giving them baths. And I'm like, uh, my mom's care home didn't have any bathtubs. She was never a bath person, so I was kind of curious as to whether she would have accepted that more, but it's more relaxing. You don't fear falling. You don't have water pummeling you on the back of the head or in your face, and, you know, it's going to clean some areas that might need a little more attention that we don't want to give attention to, so I'm like, she said more care residences are starting to put in baths just for this reason because... You know, you don't have like you don't give a 5-year-old a shower? No. Not usually. I don't I don't remember doing that. Right. And so they do an independent bath. Right. So, you know, and if you give them like, you know, brightly colored loofahs, like lime green is a color, it's a long color wave, so we see that. And it's stimulating but not in a like aggressive way like red. Yeah, you know, so you could do like maybe a teal or a lime green bathroom which like I said that kind of like, whoo, that's not I love those colors, but more for shirts, not for bathrooms. <laughs> but there's just ways of making it more enjoyable. Right. Play a little bit of their favorite music. Well, that's as I
1: say. Why not what? have the filled with music and and make it a positive overall yeah. experience that they walk in and it's colorful and it's filled with music, and there's pink bubble bath. And And why, you know, why, why just make it a a thing that they would actually want to do. Agreed.
0: Agreed. I mean, we do it with children again. I just say that. And it's not out of disrespect. It's out of, it's out of respecting the stage that they're at and the skills that they have. And that's what we're doing. It's really out of respect. And, and so say, say someone like my friend who's has a father who's still very mobile and you know, probably doesn't think there's much that wrong with him. Like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in a facility, but look at all these old people here, right? You know? I'm not like these
1: no. guys. <laughs>
2: yeah, my mom said that the first, the day we moved her she's like, I don't belong here. And I'm thinking, huh, guess what, honey? you do.
1: <laughs> because we always see, you know, we, only, we, we see out of our, you know, our 16-year-old eyes, always.
0: <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. How do we deal with somebody one who's a man who isn't used to taking baths right so how can we make it inviting or how can she how can they encourage him at this stage to to take care of his of his hygiene you know how can they do it you know some and I've seen you know I have only seen my mother you know up close and personal with this issue so I know, though, from visiting her and, and getting to know the, the male residents that they can be a much more, you know, there's a stronger sort of, you know, uh, well, resistance. There's a pride, and, and, there's a
1: pride involved. Uh-huh. There's, you know, it's like, and especially if you have a father with, now if he thinks it's his ex-girlfriend, but the, you know, there's times where it's just not the right situation for a family member to be doing this for them. It's not they they have their dignity and pride that that is overwhelming and it's much better if it's somebody they don't know. But as a family member, you say, well, I should be doing this and everything. But and, you know, how do we get past that? How do we get past the guilt of not doing it? Or just what if you don't have the resources to go and just say, oh, I'll just get a caregiver to come in and do it. I don't have. That but kind even of money.
0: And, so, and and to add to that, Don is like, how do you even if you are there? How do you get them to do that? How do you yeah. encourage them without <laughs> them being resistant when they're in that stage where they're where you know it's like, I how dare you? Which I remember my mother to saying to yeah. me, <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah, how dare you? I shower every day, you know. What can we do to encourage that?
2: So does he shower? If if somebody can get him into that process, is he somewhat independent still or needs? I believe he he is.
0: Let's, let's just assume that he is. I'm, I'm pretty sure he is.
2: Well, the one thing I did with my mom one day was not long after the conversation with the care staff about changing clothes and showering and getting back hurt into the morning showers. We had gone to the local, the like, It's a swimming hole slash pool. It's kind of a unique hybrid kind of situation. And we waded through the water and we were sitting on the edge watching, watching kids. That's what we did. And when we got back, we were back early enough that they weren't getting residents ready for the dinner meal. And I knew that she was giving them hard time and they may have said something to the effect of why she wouldn't let me shower her this morning. So I was like, oh, you know what, you wanted to shower before dinner to get the chlorine off. I did? Yeah, you know, you, you, you got some time and I just I just kept reminding her that it was her idea. And I this is the only time that I, I assisted with a shower, but I got her in the shower. I sat her on the ugly medical chair and I, you know, washed basically helped her wash. I would put the soap in the rag and say Oh, you know, make sure you get this arm because it's got the sunscreen on it. Oh, did you get the sunscreen off the other arm? Blah, blah, blah. And then I washed her hair and I just, um, basically just said, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I forgot exactly how I said something like, oh, you know what? Let me wash your hair. I bet you it'll feel really nice. So then I just really massaged it. She and I had both had like the same kind of hair, just like tons of it. I mean, our hair is like thick, like a person that has thick hair, but we don't have thick strands. We have just tons of it. But hers had thinned, and so I just, I tried to make it more of a massage kind of thing. And then, you know, being a mom myself, I knew to rinse her hair from front to back, but I've also learned now to do it back to front with their, them leaning over so that you don't get water in their face. You might want to try a couple of those things. So I would suggest to your friend is to remind him of why he. Oh, you told me you wanted to shower because you've been working in the garden or working on the car, whatever, whatever fits into his memory.
0: Well, he's Memories. a ladies' yeah, man. It's, it's how about how idea. about yeah. how about get creative, Monique? You're you're a writer. Get creative. It's like <clears throat> you got a date tonight. Yeah, I think you should get. I think you should spruce that.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> that. that would be. It sounds to me like that would work well with him. Yeah, just from yeah, what yeah. you've said.
1: But also making it yeah, that yeah. it is their, it was their idea. It was something they came, you know. Yeah. So it's like, and and you know what, people might say, "Oh, you're lying to them." It's like, no, no, no. That's we, we uh-huh. are not going to worry about that at this. We're point. past that. We're, We're yeah, past that. This is not lying. This is you for know what? Their That's a benefit. good idea.
0: I like that idea a lot. It it got, making it come from them. So it's like, oh, it's you know what? It's six o'clock. You you asked me to remind you to take a shower. Mm-hmm. Because oh yeah, you are oh, because you the love creativeness doing it.
1: There. Right? Yeah. yeah. So you get asked creative. Me and
2: yeah. Me. He's really mm-hmm. resisting. Get the rinseless wipes. I know I've shared what Janice uses all the time, but I'm sure you can find your own preferred version on our, our on our favorite company to hate on Amazon. <laughs> but you know, you could basically say, "Oh, you know, let me let me try this out on your arm and just make it like." I don't know, maybe with him you might want to make it a little sensual. With my mom, I would have tried to make it just, you know, like a nice feeling kind of thing. But and if they don't need, you know, bits and crevices cleaned out because sometimes those things need a little extra attention, there is no reason not to use a rinseless wipe. You know, and you can just start with, you know, one arm and, and then, you know, maybe put lotion on. Just make it like a massage and make it pleasurable, you know, mm-hmm. and then... And I don't, I don't know, I I always had a little bit of an issue. My mom had more containers of deodorant and and closer to the end, it was like, apparently the caregiver doesn't fight with her about that one. And she never got really stinky, but occasionally it'd be like, "Mm, you don't smell quite, it was that old lady nursing home smell.
0: How to avoid the old lady nursing home smell. This is the name of this episode. <laughs> don't, don't get old. Don't move into assisted living. <laughs> you know,
1: like I, I, said, do remember, I do remember.
0: Re- yeah. My grandmother I, lived I was 103, so I plan on getting old. Good, good. Yeah. 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 God willing. Now, I mean, I remember my stepfather who was 12 years older than my mom and they had moved into a lightly assisted, you know, a community, which was, you know, like their own sort of apartment. And, um, he was very his. He was cognitively perfect, but you know he couldn't see or hear worth crap. And my mom was physically perfect, but it but couldn't remember. So he would he would you know go, your mother's hair needs some. <laughs> it doesn't smell good. And I'd go well, Georgie, you need to remind her like to to because she doesn't remember. And she would she would hate that because my mom is such a clean freak. I mean, honestly, like. To think that her hair didn't smell good, she would have been devastated. And all she needed was a reminder. So I think that, you know, what you're saying is like, find what it, what, how, whatever way that you can get them on board on the, on the, on the wash train, because whether it's. You got a date or you told me to remind you or mom, you know how you don't like when your hair smells, it's smelling what, you know, I think we have to go, we have to resort to whatever will work and, and not fight with them because fighting with them is going to do nothing but accelerate the negative. You know, you can't say, just get in the shower like you want to do. Come on. You know, you're an adult Get in the goddamn shower. You can't do that. It doesn't work. You feel like it. You get frustrated. I understand. I have my mom's five foot tall. I wanted to pick her up. I almost picked her up one day. I was like, I can carry you. I can carry you upstairs. I'm stuck you know, but, but it's like, we, it can be frustrating. So you want to deescalate that frustration for yourself and for them.
2: Yeah. If you make the so, whole thing a negative fight, why the hell would they do it again? Like, yeah. no, and I no, think also the, to remember,
1: you don't have to... If you find something that works, it's probably going to work every time in that because they they will not remember that that was what you said last time. And right. if it worked then, you know, yeah, they're going to be in different moods. It may not work. But you could probably find one or two things that work uh, and not worry about, oh, I already told them that. I already said, hey, you're going out on it. We're going out to... Do, whatever. It, they're not going to remember that. yeah, You know, so... Yeah, and it's and it should also hopefully work brushing your teeth. That's another one. They're not going to remember if right. they brush their teeth or not, and that's so important. I mean, gum health and t- uh, dental health is so important. Um, uh, and one, yeah. one thing
2: with brushing teeth is if you do it at the same time with that's them. What I was going to say.
1: Let's brush our teeth. <laughs> Let yeah. you know. Let's let's do it and make it a thing that it's like. Well, if, oh, you're doing this it must not be a big deal. So. I think that's mm-hmm. super important. Obviously, you're not. you have to choose together. your battles, right?
0: <laughs> we have yeah. to choose our battles. I know that you know. My mm-hmm. mom has has dentures, and at at some point, the facility where she's at, which is the Jewish Home, and it's such an amazing, amazing facility. You know, she doesn't really. She has a lot of her her food is now you know soft foods and things like that. So they don't they don't argue with her anymore about it. Leave them out. Who cares? Like you have to, right? Sometimes you just have to choose your battles. So like you Mm -hmm. were saying with the, with the waterless wipes, we have to choose our battles. It's life is different. This is the new normal. So if they don't, right. So, so if you can't, nothing's going to be perfect. And we, you use the, every trick that you can, that works for your loved one. And that's what you do that keeps the anxiety at the minimum. That's the main goal is to do the best you can do
1: the best you can. That's all you can do (laughs) is, and something is better than nothing, you know, at least. And don't give up
0: because I think that you, you know, we, there is a way to, you know, redirect, get them out of their anxiety and then try it again. Right. So you redirect and you get, they, they get anxious God damn it, leave me alone. I don't want to take a shower. I'm not going in there. Great. Oh, by the way, I wanted to show you this. What do you think of this plant over here? Do you think this is a good place? Whatever. Redirect. And then come on back and go, oh, by the way, it's time to shower. You asked me to remind you. You know, so I think that those are good. You know, at least that's worked for me.
2: I came up with a thought for baths, especially for men, I think. But I think this is more unisex. Especially if you have a jetted tub, which I currently do not. I'm not actually a super huge fan of those, but that's irrelevant. Is you could, one, maybe she could encourage her dad to, quote, check out the new spa tub and can you make sure this works right? And find excuses like, you know, give him a glass of wine and sit him in the tub and make it like, you know, like you're sitting in the hot tub, ba-, you know, back in those days. And that might. Get him more accustomed to actually sitting in the bath.
0: Let's say someone like Monique's dad, who's living in a, a an assisted living now, and he, and he's still pretty, you know, mobile and and independent in that way. You know, I'm sure that they the caregivers are probably coming up against him, and you know, and in you, her as the daughter, and her sister, and her and her brothers, they're not there all the time. So that's another scenario where you know you have to figure out a way to talk to the caregivers that are there and say here's here's his history here's what he likes he likes this music he hates baths he likes this soap things that they can re- that make them feel that they're in a safe place and and routine 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 and what i think that's think, really a,
1: communi- a communicate with your with the caregivers that communication because i think some people think oh they're professionals they'll know how to do it they they have their tip their tricks it's like their tricks don't work on everybody so i think that is so important to communicate with the facility or the caregivers themselves i
0: think also like i did was i made a list of of my mother's you know what she's like i've given it to them now we can't control if they actually will abide by it the caregivers but you know, if you, make, if you can make relationships with the caregivers, like we, I have some really nice relationships, you know, and this is the music. I, I provide them everything that I think that they'll need to make my mom's life better.
2: I think in your friend's case, if they've got enough family members that are visiting, maybe there's one that would be comfortable and successful in getting him showered, that that could just be part of their visit, part of their routine removing some of the challenges for the care staff and then just leave it up like one shower a week would be the family's responsibility and then maybe the care staff can just use the rinseless wipes or just do the encouraging and they only get one shower a week you know two is better one is better than zero (laughs) so that's that's my other thought is
0: so and also with the clothes like they don't change their clothes like you were saying so how about you know make it easy on the care staff like you said make it easy because yes our infrastructure sucks right now that systemically is a big fat mess so until that gets straightened down until we can advocate and make it make some real changes you know we as caregivers you know a, a, a adjacent since if they're living in a a home we we have to you know our best job our best thing that we could do is make it easy for them to be cared for so maybe we provide them with seven different outfits we know that this is monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday they don't have to dress our mom or dad or husband or wife but at least Here's your Tuesday outfit. You know, it's Grant, it's granimals or whatever it was, you know. It's like yep. we have Laura, to,
2: <laughs> Right? Right?
0: But it's like that's the only choice they have. That's the choice they're going to use. And especially
2: right? for men, you know, they get comfortable in the the khaki pants and the flannel shirt. So buy five pants and five of the buy five of the same everything. And I don't know if you guys have ever tried this this experiment. But if you do the, like, binoculars on your eyes, and you guys going to have to watch the video for this one. Now look down. Can you see your chest?
1: Nope.
2: Nope. So that's how they see things. So if you got, like, a big splotch of spaghetti sauce across your front, you're not going to see you're it.
1: You're going to know it, yeah.
0: I love that. And, like, it's when you have kids, and if they don't, I always say, like, choose your battles. One my friends say, you know, what did you do? My daughter will only eat, you know, peanut butter and jelly. I go great. She's eating peanut every day. Then not going to hurt her. Let her eat what she likes. You know, right now that's her thing. It's you know, it, it, she'll me, change. You know, hide, yeah. <laughs> she'll change. I mean, why why argue the facts? So if he likes his khaki pants, like you said, Jennifer, that's a great idea. Get five, seven pairs of them, and every just ask the staff, please. Can you take the dirty ones away at night? And just make sure that there's clean ones. That's not hard to do for them. Mm-hmm. And you're making and their the job same, easier.
2: And if it's the same clothes, your loved one's not going to know that the clothes they folded neatly and put on the chair by the bed, they're not going to know it's gone. And we were talking about, because I'm like, I'm like, I need adult bibs. I've needed adult bibs my whole life.
0: But Girlfriend, I have seen it, me too. <laughs>
2: I was say, well. One, you're my feeding hair the girls.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> and my hair is like a magnet for everything. It, it, like food, I'll always my my daughter's like mom, mom. I'm like okay, okay. I know it. I'm just gonna. I just know. I. I it's sensual eating. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: like that term. But I've seen online where they take like old shirts. I've seen a lot of it with men's shirts, but they it with women's shirts and they basically turn them into like a clothing covering for eating. And then you're not putting a bib on an adult. Cause like my mom probably would have bitch slapped you if you put a bib mm-hmm. on her. <laughs> just, just oh my God,
0: it. I love that tip. That's a great tip.
2: I, I can't uh, remember where I saw it, but I'm sure, you know, Google, Etsy, whatever, you'll find them or, you know, make you your can, own. I would, yeah, I would say it's not that difficult.
0: No, Especially take an old shirt men. of theirs. Yeah, take an old shirt of theirs. Why not? And just put it on them. Or just this that's one, a like, great idea.
2: I you they took the sleeves off, so basically the front. I forgot exactly how it was. If I find it, I will share it again on my social media, my Instagram account. But it was just really smart. And I'm like I said, I'm sure it's easy to find. Like adult dignity bibs or something was is, is the search term I would use. But yeah, it's just if you put something that looks like a shirt on them, then they're not going to fight with you, and then you take it off and throw it in laundry, then maybe you have less clothing issues because now their shirts not dirty because they slopped all over themselves for their essential so eating. So great! I love that.
0: I love that. You could take an old shirt of theirs that feels familiar. I'm just I'm a crafty girl, so I would fa- I would to me the first thing I think of is cut the sleeves off, mm-hmm. right? You don't need the sleeves. Cut the sleeves mm-hmm. off. And make it easy for them to just get their arms through and then put, keep the buttons in the back. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, because that way, because if you but, have to button it, it'll still Or Velcro. Yeah, I would
1: just, use, just use or Velcro. Or Velcro
0: it. Or, you know, a <laughs> one snap or a little bit of a string, whatever it is. But that sounds wonderful. Plus, it's cute. <laughs> well, it's,
2: and it's recycling, so a If you've a to a thrift store, I a walked walked into a thrift store. You know several years ago with a friend of mine and it was like this is like a warehouse of old clothes so like we got to stop just tossing you know old clothes and what I think I would do is stitch the the buttons the placket down take the sleeves off stitch the placket down and then just attach ties so you could be like oh so here's it looks your like a real shirt. shirt
0: yes I like yeah, that buttons. too that looks great that sounds great Let's do that, you guys. That's that sounds amazing. Share if you do it, share it on our social media so we can we can show people what you did. Yeah, do that because I, I think I've that's a great it. idea. I know
2: there's a I know there's accounts on Instagram that I follow that do that, so I hope they're listening to at least one of our podcasts so they can they can share the We'll put it in
0: the show notes. I'll put your um your stuff, your connection, all your links will be in the show notes and you know, you guys will know, you know, mine'll be in the show notes and and Don, I'm sure you're going to go right after the show and start making them.
1: Well, I just... I, oh, yes, for sure. I make it, I'll i make them. Or we can you're go making back it to the now. original use. Well, the original use of a tie was to protect... The men would put on ties to protect their clothing. So everyone could start wearing ties. Just really wide ones.
2: Yeah, <laughs> wide ties.
1: <laughs> triple,
2: <Yeah>. triple wide. <laughs> That's yeah, adorable, too. Only- <laughs> You know, they can see fa- Yeah, it's a businessman. So <laughs> yeah. You know, and it does help to remember what they did as a living, what they did, you know, prior to their disease, and to kind of work with them. Because sometimes they... Like, I was just reading a story about a gal who would... And I'm going to do this so the audience can hear. She would tap on the table before a meal, which would drive me freaking right up the wall in about 15 seconds. And... She was a stenographer, a court stenographer, as a, an adult, you know, working person, whatever the hell we call it. I don't know. <laughs> like, You know, in her younger years, I don't. Know, none of those terms sound right. So when they sat her down at a table, she'd start that tapping noise, which irritated other residents, and now you got an issue. So they made sure, as they wheeled her to the dining table, that her food was put... You know, it's like, she came, food came. It was like, ba-boom. That way she wasn't annoying people with the whole... Yeah, but tapping on the right. Right right right.
1: It's
2: it's easy to solve problems when you kind of think like where are they in their history?
0: Yes. Absolutely. So let's recap. So we let's recap. So we wanna do we wanna make it attractive, inviting, compelling. Um we want to Lower our bar on what we, what our expectations of, you know, what we're used to in our hygiene, you know, regimes may not really, it doesn't really hold for someone who has Alzheimer's and dementia. We don't need to bathe that much. We don't, we, you know, um, we can, we don't have, you know, we can throw away those social norms and mores that we're used to. And try to reframe it for what what's healthy emotionally and physically for them, mm-hmm. right? And then um, the, the dental, I think we need, you know, that's super important. We have to figure out, again, it's, it's on us to make the job easier for ourselves or other caregivers that are, that are helping. So whatever makes it easier for ourselves, that's what we need to do tap into their old routines. Like you said, what is your mom didn't like to shower in the afternoon. She was a morning shower. Don't fight the, the flow, you know, go with the flow. They want to shower at midnight. They shower at midnight. Who cares? Right. I mean, just as long as, you know, and, and it's okay to, you know, to redirect and, um, redefine, what this experience is going to be. Whichever, what, however we redefined it, that's okay. We're not being disrespectful. We're respecting the stage that they're at. hmm Yeah.
1: And don't that be afraid perfect. to use creative storytelling, a.k.a. lying, uh, <laughs> lightly, well, yeah. to to get them to do, I mean, it's okay. They, right. We, we, we are not deceiving them. We are... Caregiving that. We're,
2: we're loving That's them. Important. Yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> I
2: have a perfect example because I know a lot of the millennials that are taking care of parents, you know, we don't want to lie to our mom because if you get caught, you're going to get <laughs> smacked upside the head <laughs> or in trouble. And the way I've convinced younger caregivers that it's not a bad thing to lie, quote unquote, is would you like my mom did not remember my dad died? And it got really frustrating because, you know, he was he was literally a cranky old man. He was kind of a cranky old man before he was old, but
0: he was definitely cranky. <laughs> he had his own
2: chronic illnesses, dealing, and he did not deal with my mom very well. He would get very frustrated very quickly, and they would end up with snarky, rude words to each other. So that's that was her memory of him. So she, I'd show up, and she'd be like, "Have you seen my husband? No,pe I haven't today. Do you, where did he go?" or oh yeah he was at the meeting that i just came from or whatever never once did i tell her no he died don't you remember do you think that telling her every time she asked me about her husband in that snarky tone of voice that he's he like no he's dead i mean do you really think that that's a kind thing to do no so don't and don't look at it as lying it's just you you are in their the time of life that they are remembering And you are just going with that flow because I know my aunt had to tell my grandmother that her her husband died because my grandmother got very upset that my grandfather ran off with another woman. So my aunt said, (laughs) no, he didn't. He died. And of course, then my grandmother's in tears over that. And it's just like, I don't know which situation on that one was worse. That one, that one was tough. But I'll
0: tell you my, just real quickly on that, because I have the other side of that. When my mom When my stepfather passed away, and he was 12 years older than her, and she would always say that was her biggest fear because they were best friends, and she loved him dearly, and she was like, when Georgie goes, I'm done. And I'd go, Mom, stop that. He's 12 years older than you. We still love you. We're here, blah, blah, blah. And so after the funeral, you know, she it was nonstop. Where's Georgie? Where's Georgie? And I said, I would say, Mom, he passed away what you didn't tell me I didn't go to the funeral mom you were at the funeral you were there uh, so I took I I used my instinct knowing my mother and my gut for her now so this is just you know you have to use your own perception of and your own relationship and I knew for some reason in my heart that I would... If I did it with with kindness and consistency, I would get her to finally absorb that he had gone. And so that's when she first started living with me and that's because I couldn't, she was having Groundhog's Day and I thought this is just too hard. So she would say to me, where's Georgie? And I had, you know, I had the uh, memorial that I made, right? I I put, and I'd say, mommy, remember Georgie passed away. You were there, it was beautiful every time and I did it gently and finally it took about a month or so and and I'm talking like consistency and she said where's Georgie and I I looked at her and she looked at me and she went he died and I said yeah mom and she's and that was the last she ever asked so sometimes you have to know you know, you have to know the beast you're working with. You have to know the person. Like You know your mom, so you knew what was the right way to, to do it. You know, we have to use our instincts, you know. We are, all of us, not just women, we're all instinctual. We all have instincts. We just don't tap into them, and we need to use those. I knew that the kindest thing from my mom was to get her to absorb it and to, to finally get it so she wouldn't be anxious about it anymore. And for you, you knew what, was imp- what would work for your mom that, you know, was the best way. And I think that, that, that we have to go with that. Because both are valid. Both ways mm-hmm. are valid. I'm not, I, uh, there shouldn't be any judgment. It's like if you need to tell them that they're at the store every time and they'll be home at five, then that's what you do. Because yeah, they're going to forget. Yeah, They will forget. And- Yeah.
1: And I think that's with anything that in in your podcast, our podcast, you know, we have all this information and guidelines and tricks and tips and all that stuff. But it's really being in tune with the person that you're caregiving and saying, okay, oh, I see that I know that will work for them. I know that will not. So not everything. There's not like one thing. Oh, this will work. It's no. Mm-hmm. It will. It's take getting all the information and just saying what will work for them and experimenting. And Trial, and Trial and error.
0: Trial and error. Yeah,
1: that's the best thing to do. And you might find something that you thought, oh, that'll never work with them, and suddenly, whoa. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's take all this information and uh, and use it in and, and and see what happens. That's yeah. The, what's the Try worst that it. can happen? It won't work. So you'll find something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or
0: you get punched in the face. Who knows? That could happen. (laughs) It happens, you guys. It happens. (laughs) Jennifer, did we leave anything out that you wanted to say? Anything else? I
2: just like to think of my podcast and yours is, you know, even if all of these suggestions that we've thrown out today, if you've tried all of them and they don't work, first off, try them again because you never know. Might work a different day but i hope that just by listening to our stories and our conversation that you feel like like you've got a you know a podcast supportive friend
1: absolutely absolutely well we've made a new podcast supportive friend today in Jennifer We Fing. did
0: thank you Jennifer <laughs> so much i'm so happy to to get to know you more and i love your spirit and your you're just awesome and um, yes. Fading Memories <laughs> podcast Jennifer Fink and she's you know like it doesn't hold back you can tell so I love that I love that there's no room there's no time and, and space to hold back you gotta You gotta
1: Got tell to go it like it, it is
0: <laughs> what do we always say Don
1: well as we always say and how we end every show is love is powerful love is contagious and love conquers this, all like and
0: we so can't wait to see you next time you If you enjoyed this episode of Love Conquers Alls, please subscribe and rate and share with someone else who may need the information that we provide.